Welcome to the Story Forest, telling original and magical tales to create a moment's peace and spark imagination. In this episode, Princess Isabel is called to action by a bird swooping in to interrupt her breakfast and has to face down some pirates. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Peggy Doom Princess Isabel woke early, put on her adventure clothes and rushed down the stairs to the breakfast room where Queen Mummy and King Daddy were peering out of the window. It is, it is, King Daddy was saying insistently. I've never seen one so far south. It can't be, Queen Mummy was disagreeing. Princess Isabel sat down to the abandoned breakfast table and helped herself to some toast. What's going on? she said with a mouthful of jam. Queen Mummy turned towards her. King Daddy thinks he's seen a Bockerby bird, but they never come this far from their trees. It can't be. No, darling, it is, King Daddy insisted. Princess Isabel, come and see. You can tell from that row of black feathers and then the very dark blue. Princess Isabel jumped off her chair and went to the window. Circling the skies was a very long bird with a long beak and large, almost shaggy feathers. But from here it was very difficult to see whether the second row of feathers was black or blue. I can't quite tell, Princess Isabel said carefully. If it would just come a bit closer. Princess Isabel frowned. The bird was doing just that. Before it had been circling and circling, but now it turned its head and started to swoop towards the window. Princess Isabel quickly opened it and then they all stepped back. The big bird appeared in the room moments later, perched on the back of the chair, looked at them intelligently and began to chirp. I'll just go and get Harriet, Princess Isabel said, and she ran down the stairs to where she found her friend Harriet the Hare munching some hay with Ulred the unicorn. Uh, Bockaby, bird, Princess Isabel panted out of breath from the running. In, in, breakfast, room, mead, please. Harriet the Hare seemed to understand as she jumped after Princess Isabel, who took things a bit slower this time, and they went up to the breakfast room. Inside, the bird stood regally still on the back of the chair and Queen Mummy and King Daddy were looking at it a little awkwardly. Harriet the Hare stepped forward and started to make some remarkable sounds. The bird tilted its head to the side and soon they were conversing. Princess Isabel and her parents waited politely. Princess Isabel found herself dreaming of holding up one of the Bockaby bird's marvellous feathers to the sun. Nests! Harriet the Hare broke her reverie with a single word. Someone is cutting down the trees the Bockaby bird's nest in. It's really disturbing them and they are very rare trees that only grow there on the coast and they can't build their nests in any other trees. 
Oh dear, King Daddy said with a frown. I'm sorry, Queen Mummy said simply, looking at the Bockerby bird. Harriet the hare translated, and the Bockerby bird inclined his head. Princess Isabel got a bit twitchy. She could almost smell an adventure, and she always liked a good adventure. Shall Ulred and Harriet and I go and investigate? Princess Isabel said, trying to sound grown up and responsible. Please? King Daddy smiled. Of course. Don't worry, Mr Bird. Princess Isabel is the best we've got. The bird gave a satisfied sort of coo, and Princess Isabel smiled. The bird sounded pleased. Princess Isabel had a quick breakfast of toast and eggs, and the Bockerby bird pecked politely at some seeds before they set off. Princess Isabel's adventure cloak flying out behind her as Ulred the unicorn cantered, chasing after the bird's elegant swooping through the sky. They were heading towards the coast, but deep through the trees as well. The trees seemed very old, but the air was clear, and occasionally Princess Isabel would get a gasp of fresh sea air. It was a wonderful ride. Eventually, the Bockerby bird swooped down to a tree, and Ulred the unicorn came to a halt. Princess Isabel inspected the trees around them. Their bark reminded her of the Bockerby bird. There was something special, something iridescent about it. She immediately wanted to protect them at all costs. The people who are cutting down the trees are this way, Harriet the Hare said, pointing a paw. Shall we ride over? Princess Isabel frowned and looked about her. I think we need to be clever. Riding in with a giant unicorn isn't very stealthy. Ulred huffed and pawed the ground. I mean, it's very magnificent and all that. Princess Isabel added hurriedly, but maybe that isn't what we need right now. She slipped off Ulred's back. The ground was soft in the forest. Harriet the Hare hopped beside her. Princess Isabel grinned down at her friend and they set off again through the trees until they could hear some sounds coming towards them. People shouting, thuds. Princess Isabel's heart beat faster. They were chopping down trees right now. She hurried through the trees until she was very close, then hid behind a big one and peeped out. She could see five men in shabby clothes. One of them had an eye patch. One of them had a wooden leg. One of them had an axe and was swinging it at the base of a tree and the others were waving swords around. She bit her lip. Despite their disappointing lack of stripes, it was very clear what these men were. They were pirates. But also, they were starting to chop down another tree. It wasn't too late to save it. Princess Isabel heard a soft coo behind her from the Bockerby bird, and she stepped forward. Princess Isabel knew that shouting at people wasn't always the best plan. And she knew, too, that she was one little girl against five grown-up pirates. 
and so she didn't command them or make them bow or tell them off. She started asking questions. Why are you chopping down trees? she asked in what she hoped was a sweet little girl voice. One of the pirates looked at her and blinked as though they couldn't believe their eyes. They didn't say anything, so she spoke again. These are very special trees. Could you chop down some different ones, please? Ah, one of the pirates said and rubbed his forehead. Go away, little girl. We're busy. No, Princess Isabel said pleasantly. The birds need these trees and you don't. Yes, we do, one of the pirates said, putting down his axe. Our ship needs repairing. There are other trees in other places, Princess Isabel pointed out reasonably, but the pirate scowled. The captain says these trees. What the captain says, we do. And let me tell you, you don't want to be speaking to the captain. All he cares about is getting treasure. Suddenly, a plan, fully formed, jumped into Princess Isabel's head. She grinned. I'll be right back, she said to the pirate, who looked as though he couldn't care less. She went through the trees and found Ulred the unicorn and Harriet the hare. They won't listen, she said hurriedly. Now I'm going to have to show them that I'm a princess. And also, I'm going to need your help, Harriet. Listen carefully. Princess Isabel explained the plan and the hare began to smile. Don't you think it's a bit dangerous? She asked finally. Princess Isabel shook her head and smiled. No, I know that I can trust you two completely. Let's do it. Princess Isabel found a tiara in one of the saddlebags and placed it on her head. It felt strange. She didn't usually wear a crown at all, let alone on her adventures. But right now, it was going to be important. She smiled at her friends and they smiled back. Harriet the Hare laid a paw on her shoe and Princess Isabel knelt down and ruffled her head. Then she turned and walked back through the trees. When she reached the pirates, she stood up as straight as she could and said, At him! The pirates lifted their eyes. First they saw her and they looked confused. Then they saw the crown and their eyes widened. I am Princess Isabel. I demand to speak to your captain. The pirates simply stared. Princess Isabel decided that the captain must be the brains of the operation, as these really didn't seem to be very good pirates at all. She would have to give them a hint. Do you think your captain is going to be impressed if he hears that you saw a princess with a priceless crown on her head and you let her get away? She put her hands on her hips. Well, slowly... They got the point. One of the pirates rubbed his ear and another couple stepped forward as though to grab her. She stepped away. No need for that. I'll come with you. The pirates looked at each other, shrugged 
and then looked down at Princess Isabel, who was smiling up at them. Will you take me to your ship? And so, with two pirates marching in front of her and two behind, Princess Isabel strode through the trees and down to a beach, where they got into a small boat, which pulled out, and the pirates rowed over to their ship. It was big. Down the side was painted the name, the Peggy Doom. Princess Isabel kept smiling pleasantly, but inside she had a moment of shock. She had counted on there not being many more pirates than the ones she had already met. But to go on a ship that big, there had to be a lot more. And she was right. When they drew level, a rope ladder was dropped down the side and with two pirates ahead of her and two behind, Princess Isabel climbed up the side of the ship. When she got to the top, she jumped down onto the deck and found herself surrounded by what must be almost a hundred pirates. In the woods, with only a few of them there, the pirates hadn't looked too bad. But here, at sea, all with suspicious looks on their faces, the crew seemed all eye patches, wooden legs, ears with holes in them, grisly faces, curved swords, and even a couple of hooks instead of hands. What are you doing aboard the Peggy Doom? A thunderous voice called out, and the pirates around drew back. Princess Isabel looked toward the speaker. He was enormous. He looked almost like a big black bear, so covered was he in hair. He wore all black and had a straggly beard dangling from his chin. Are you the captain? Princess Isabel said, bravely, though her heart was hammering in her chest. The crew laughed, and the bear man ground his teeth. I'm first mate Moran! One of the pirates from the woods had stepped forward and spoke to the bear man. She's a princess with a real crown. We kidnapped her, or... He frowned. Well, she sort of kidnapped herself. Says she wants to see the captain. There were assorted chuckles and hisses from the crew. The bear man, or first mate Moran, looked at Princess Isabel and spoke in a growl. We'll take over the kidnapping from here, missy. Tie her to the mast. And then pirate hands came out of nowhere and took Princess Isabel fairly gently over to the mast where they tied rope all around her. Princess Isabel remembered over and over. Harriet the Hare and Ulred the Unicorn are here. It's going to be okay. But it still wasn't very nice being tied to a mast in the middle of an enormous pirate ship. Where is the captain? she said, and it was hard to speak without a little squeak of fear coming into her voice. He's ashore, one of the pirates who was tying her up said. He was wearing a big gold earring in one ear. Following leads, you know, finding out about more treasure. He'll be back for lunch, such as it is. Another 
who had the other end of the rope and was wearing sludgy green trousers covered in mud, groaned. Treasure, 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 he said grumpily. I wouldn't mind a properly decent meal instead. That's the thing though, Tommy, the golden earring pirate said, as though explaining to someone stupid. Once you've got treasure, you can have whatever you want for the rest of your life. Decent meals included. Yeah, but what if you starve before you ever get to the treasure? The captain's always dragging us all over the place and we've still got nothing to show for it. Each of them tied a final knot, stepped back and admired their own handiwork. That crown will keep you fed for a while, Tommy, one of them said. Then they winked at Princess Isabel, who suddenly had a lot to think about. What about if this wasn't only about saving the trees, but about stopping some pirates for good, even if they weren't very keen pirates? She had to do this just right. She stood there for a while, watching the pirates argue and clean the deck and mend sails and eat awful-looking biscuits. Eventually, the sky began to darken and Princess Isabel heard a shout, then looked down on the water. A small boat was approaching and on it was a man with an enormous pirate hat, the Captain. Out of the corner of her eye, Princess Isabel saw a large bird fly to the side of the ship with a large load, which it dropped off carefully. Princess Isabel smiled. It was all going to work. She wasn't alone. It didn't take long for the captain to make his way up to the dock and to stomp his way over to Princess Isabel. He really did have very impressive boots. He was looking very excited. A real princess, hey? he said, scrutinising her. Don't you usually wear dresses and such like? Not for adventures, Princess Isabel said firmly. Now, I would like you to stop chopping down those trees and to stop being pirates and come and sail for my King Daddy instead. She flicked her eyes around the pirates and added, Everyone who sails for him is always very well fed. She wondered if she heard a slight murmur in response to that before the captain started to laugh. He may not be very good at finding treasure, Princess Isabel thought, but he certainly had perfected his evil laugh. Princess Isabel wondered if he had spent a long time practising. She had time to wonder quite a lot because it was quite a long laugh. Finally, it stopped. The captain leant in very close to Princess Isabel's face. His breath smelled of fish. Or perhaps, Princess, we'll sell your crown and make your King Daddy give us all his treasure so that we don't make you walk the plank. How does that sound? He laughed again. And after a moment, the other pirates laughed too, though Princess Isabel wondered if their hearts were quite in it. When it had all died down, the captain was surprised to see that Princess Isabel was waiting patiently. Oh, I don't think it would get that far, she said pleasantly, then called out louder. Stage one, please, Harriet. 
And immediately the sky was filled with birds and with caws and shouts. It was Bockerbee birds, but all sorts of others too. And all of the birds swooped and swooshed and then dived down towards the ship. The pirates cowered and ducked, but the birds had very specific instructions. Soon bird poo was dropping everywhere, except for on Princess Isabel, who instead felt a little movement on her foot. Moments later the birds were gone, but the scene was very different. The pirates were looking at each other and the ship in disgust. Everything was completely covered in bird poo. The captain said a good arrrr and then stomped a foot and looked over at Princess Isabel. A bit of bird poo isn't going to stop us, missy. Perhaps not, Princess Isabel said, and she couldn't help grinning as she looked around. A lot of the pirates seemed to think the bird poo probably would stop them, actually. But imagine instead, said Princess Isabel, that they were tearing your sails apart. Or imagine instead that narwhals were attacking the bottom of your boat with their horns all day, every day. Stage two, Harriet! The pirates jumped as all around the ship narwhals leapt, their long dark horns glistening in the sunlight, and then they splashed back down again. Or imagine a whale following your ship until you get to the very deepest waters and then tipping you in. Stage three, please, Harriet. And then, on the horizon, in one of the most majestic moments Princess Isabel had ever seen, a humpbacked whale jumped out of the water, slapping down its mighty tail as it slipped back in. The pirates were silent. Princess Isabel shook off the ropes smiling her thanks to the mice that Harriet had persuaded to bite through them. She stepped forward until she was right in front of the captain. My original terms, captain! He almost jumped out of his skin to have her so close. She smiled at him. Stop being pirates. Stop chopping down those trees. Come and sail for my king daddy. Do we have a deal? He didn't say anything. In the pause, Tommy called out, Do they ever have sausages and mash, princess? The king's sailors, I mean. That's my favourite. Oh, all the time, Princess Isabel said with a smile. What about roast chicken? First mate Moran called out and Princess Isabel nodded. Lamb Rogan Josh? Another asked and laughing, Princess Isabel nodded again. Meal suggestions came thick and fast, until there was one that made Princess Isabel turn her head. Oh, about burritos! It was the captain. He looked sheepish. Princess Isabel stared at him, then grinned. Now that can be arranged. Let's sail for my palace. And they did. The captain offered Princess Isabel his hat, but she refused saying he was still the captain. Besides, it was still covered in bird poo. And so it was that the people of the city saw the Peggy Doom sailing towards them, 
with Princess Isabel at the stern. Some of them looked worried, thinking that Princess Isabel had been captured by pirates. But the wiser among them knew that actually the pirates must have been captured by Princess Isabel. At the marina, King Daddy and Queen Mummy and a procession waited for them. Princess Isabel spotted Ulred the unicorn who had sped all the way back to the palace with a message and she waved at him enthusiastically. The pirates went ashore carrying Princess Isabel on their shoulders and they knelt and swore fealty to the king and then they had a wash and then there was great, great feasting. After a while Princess Isabel found herself next to King Daddy. So... I've not got a lot of ex-pirates in my pay, have I now? He asked a little grumpily. She smiled up at him. If it helps, they weren't ever very good pirates. And after that, she went back to the party, learnt lots of pirate songs, tried on a spare captain's hat and danced around a bonfire until she was very tired. And Ulred the Unicorn carried her home. When she got into bed... She found a beautiful, inky black feather on her pillow, which shone with iridescent colours in the moonlight. The Bockerby birds were grateful too. She put it carefully on her bedside table and went to sleep. The End Thanks for listening. Princess Isabel was very brave in this episode. Can you think of any other way she could have stopped the pirates? Can you draw a picture of the Peggy Doom? We'd love to see it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and to join our mailing list for all the latest from the Story Forest.